Test, test, test. But uh, also, um, fuck it, let's do this shit. Check your emails. Extra seasoning got emails going out this week, this weekend for the pre-launch subscribers. Uh, if you haven't yet, head over to extraseasoning.com because this shit is opening soon. I'm letting y'all know now so y'all don't be looking. When people sporting they stickers or whatever else we got coming, I ain't spoiling shit. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it. But don't be surprised when you see people rocking with this stuff, man. Giuseppe, Giuseppe, went from the hoop to the Chevy, went from the Chevy to Lamb, now this was call me the man, went from no hope to broke joke to million dollar man, now this was call me the man, now this was call me the man. When you see it out there, it's like, oh, I ain't know, well, I mean, you ain't signed up for the emails, so of course you wouldn't know, but I don't feel bad for you. You know what time it is. No disrespect to the politically correct, but we need that extra seasoning. If it's worth doing, you know it's worth overdoing, man. Let's sprinkle some of that extra seasoning, baby. So, we're back again, Steve, my boy DJ. It's the Extra Seasoning Podcast, all the way at episode 10. Mm. That's a milestone. That's a, that's a milestone. That's a milestone. Some people don't make it to 10 because, you know, first two, three episodes don't make it. They just give up. But we're sticking it out. That's facts. So we're sticking uh, it out. let's get some flowers, man. The League of Extraordinary Winning Women. I took that shit from a couple episodes. You said we got some women winning. So I just I, mm-hmm. I did a little, little spin on there. But uh, it's mm-hmm. Women's History Month, man. Uh, you know, if you got a woman in your life or you got your, any any woman in your life, tell uh, tell them you love them. Tell them, tell them how great they are. Tell them they're extraordinary. Right. Uh, do something nice if you can. If you can't, just buy them a cup of coffee here. I don't know. <laughs> something. High five them, you know. Uh, if you're trying to do social distance or whatever, you know, you can fist bump them. You ain't got to embrace right. But it would be great. Yeah. It'd be great. Show that appreciation. Most definitely. I, uh, I just want to say don't date down. To all these women out here, don't date down. Because, uh, I mean, mm. we we need y'all, man. Don't 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 date down. Don't. Just please. Talk and about it, man. To, we hate to see it. I know. Uh, I don't want to be in women's business, you know. But don't, mm-hmm. please, if you can, don't date down. Please know your worth. Um, right. So <laughs> I don't right. want. I don't want to do too much. But y'all know where I'm. Y'all know where I'm going with that. I don't want to do too much. I'll let you. Without, uh, saying, let you without, without saying that word that we we just choose not to say on the show anymore. Uh, that M right. word manifesting. Uh, just right. you know, like you said, know your worth, and you know, just go after what you know that you know um that you want so if daddy was there and he showed you what man to look for what to look for in a man go get that dude that's fair don't settle please don't yeah i got a couple yeah. people though here that i want to um get some flowers to right. uh i want to start by you know and this this term isn't to you know belittle anyone but i want to start by giving out flowers to the sidekicks so mm. that's the people beside, you know, the front man or the front woman. Um, and that's the, basically the support system. So you got your nurses, you got your paraprofessionals in the classrooms, you got your assistant principals in the schools, 
You got your assistant coaches, by the way. You know, I just I took a job, you know, a little extra community service going on here. I got a little league team. So That's big ups to the coaches, assistant coaches, all of that. Um, also, your junior techs. So uh, whatever whatever you, you may be out there doing, if it's to assist anyone um, to make them better, you're not being, you know, overlooked. We appreciate you all. So keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep going. Most definitely. Um, I also want to go ahead on and <laughs> I was uh, looking up some because I was I was this this goes into the 2000s fashion in the 2000s uh, music that I was listening to for content uh, consumption. But um, I was just like listening to a lot of Cameron this week and I mm-hmm. went through some old pictures and everything. And I realized like Monica Morrow did her thing with styling this man. Um, right. She had that whole pink push, so the camera picture with the with the flip phone, that that iconic picture, pink furry mm-hmm. jacket, um, anything pink you saw him in, Monica Morrow did it. Uh, it was so, a top costume for Halloween for a long time. Exactly, exactly. The Simpsons even put it on Bart, you know, on an episode. So <laughs> Monica Morrow, big ups to you uh, for just pushing fashion forward in hip hop. Right. Um, and Herbert, we're going to talk about you later on. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I do want to talk about Maya Chaka. Um, she is the first uh, black woman to officiate an NFL game. So that mm-hmm. is big. And I'm, That's you know, big. really glad that it came during Women's History Month. Uh, right. You know, it would have been great for Black History Month, but uh, no better time than now uh, for her to be announced as the first black woman to officiate. Uh, big ups to you because, you know, of course, white women did it. But now you open the door. So I hope everybody just runs in behind you. Right. And I mean, it's it's cool that it was, uh, it's cool that it wasn't during Black History Month. We're talking about HBCUs today. Um, right. So it's only right. You know, she's an um, alum of uh, Norfolk State. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, Norfolk State. I believe, I, yeah, so, I believe so. Yeah, she's an alum of Norfolk State. So again, keeping the theme of the HBCUs, it's only right. Um, it's Saturday, y'all. <laughs> I'm sure y'all. I'm sure it was a, a a big thing for y'all that Ann Herbert resigned last week because her mm. little boy, her precious little boy, mm. uh, rookie mistake using his mommy's credit card. So he got her hemmed up pretty good. She had to step down. Uh, but I think y'all should redirect y'all's anger because. Y'all mad at the wrong people. I just want y'all to know y'all mad at the wrong people. Like, yeah, my boy was reselling. <laughs> he was reselling, but y'all mad at the wrong folks. There was only 130,000 pairs across all size ranges. That's kids, that's, you know, adults, babies, whatever. 130,000 pairs. You got to refocus that energy to Nike because they driving this shit. Like, yeah, people are reselling, but they driving this hype. They know what they doing. And you got companies... Um, if I'm not mistaken, you got people like Foot Locker and um, other services and sites investing in StockX in certain ways. I'm like, listen, these mm-hmm. people are getting paid twice. They're getting paid twice. Mm-hmm. So. Now, I don't. I'm 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 with you there, but I'm not going to excuse that hundred and thirty thousand pairs. Of course, I can't. That's a hundred and thirty thousand shoes that did not end up in. You know, people who really needed, who really wanted those shoes, like not even just resale, 
but just like who are a part of the sneaker culture who just really wanted their no, shoes. No, that's true. It's 130,000 shoes that did not end up in the hands of those people. So um, now, with with that, though, you also have to you you got to look at certain people that are that are influencing. You have people like um, I mean, I'm not calling nobody out in particular, but I'm just saying like on YouTube, you got like Bullet RC and Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. These people end up like as right now. Um, I'm sure that he got them early and he had to, you know, spend a little bit of bread. But in the past, mm-hmm. they had him and Tony D. They had like, you know, deals. I guess you can call it a deal. But they just had, you know, a handshake deal with like foot action, and, you know, and finish line and stuff like that. They were getting yeah. sent this stuff. Yeah. So this is this is a part of a bigger train. Like if, if these people start trying to figure out ways to make it right, maybe it will become a thing to make it right in general. Like you would get the shoes in the hands of people who want them. True. That's very true. Like very we, true. We, we feed a lot of this cause bro almost got a million subscribers off the back of, of this. Like, yeah, he didn't start getting shoes for free, but he's got a following to the point where now he can get these shoes early. So yeah, he's driving this hype just like everybody else. Yeah. Him, Tony, uh, Seth Fowler, right. uh, Jacques. So all of them. All, all of them. I yeah. mean, and I get it. I get it. But it's like, you can't, I mean, we got to call the whole thing out. True. So Very true. It's just frustrating. It's just frustrating, it frustrating. seeing him. It's just frustrating seeing that boy fi- find six pair of mags in a, right. in a, um, in a storage unit. Yeah. No, all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's right. Yeah. Well, in order to make this thing a little bit, let's 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 open up the man cave real quick. So this week we're gonna talk about it's I guess you can call it safe space. It's semi safe space. I wanna put that on a t shirt, by the way. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I consider myself a semi safe space. Cause I'm gonna talk about your ass. Mm-hmm. So but anyway. Uh we're gonna talk about HBCUs this week. Just a little bit off the cuff. We got a little structure to it, but it is what it is. Um, right. We, you know, I myself am uh, an alum of the Fort Valley State University. Shout out to my Wildcats. Um, uh So let's just let's just let's just start it up, man. Um, let's the just do a little bit of recollection. Yeah, definitely the illustrious. Definitely the illustrious Fort Valley State University. University. A little recollection. Of um, just your experience, man, uh, at an HBCU, because you know, you got there before I did. So yeah, um, so, uh, so just talk about know, how you got to the school. Yeah, I know for me at least, um, it was more so in the beginning, like when I was talking to guidance counselors in high school and everything. It was more so like, um tuition-based. So, mm. of course, HBCUs aren't nearly the cost of, you know, private, I mean, predominantly white institutions. Mm. So, um, you know, the more and more that I, you know, began to do research on HBCUs, uh, then I, you know, started to figure out the, the culture. It kind of just, you know, that was really my only choice at that point. Um, right. Valdosta State was, you know, one that I, I, I wanted to go to, but I had kind of like, you know, boiled my choices down to really HBCUs. I had a list of like four or five schools that I wanted to go to because I wanted to stay in the state. Um, right. And of course, of course, you know, if you're going to stay in the state of Georgia, the AUC is going to be at the top of, you know, your list 
of schools that you want to attend. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, that's just what it is. But I wanted to, you know, I guess like experience it for myself because I went mm-hmm. to, you know, a white, <laughs> I went to a white high school. Right. So the student body was unevenly proportioned, uh, major unevenly proportioned from, you know, us to them. And it's not really like to split mm-hmm. anybody up, but you know what us to them means. Um, of course. So I, I, I just really felt like I had to experience um, some sort of culture shock. And that's, that's what I wanted to do. So with doing that, you know, I chose Fort Valley. And do I regret my decision? Absolutely not. <laughs> Never. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely well, not. I mean, that's good, man. I know I know how it was, uh, you know, a while back. They, you know, it was like, man, Fort Valley, take anybody. And, you know, they, they let anybody in and whatever. Hey. Fort Valley is a goddamn <laughs> Listen, Fort Valley is a goddamn family. It, it, you hey. know, call it what you want. You ain't no... Ain't, ain't no thing where you sitting like you competing with somebody else to get into Fort Valley. If you want to go exactly. to college, Fort Valley is going to be there for you, you know? Right. And that was another thing, I mean, like, with with smaller with smaller schools. And th- this is like this mm-hmm. with any HBCU to where um, it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a small town to where everybody knows everybody. But really, at, right. like, smaller, smaller HBCUs, you really know everybody. So that means, like, there's – no reason why you wouldn't be able to, you know, go knock on somebody's door to, um, you know, get help on this or, you know, to ask questions about that. So that's that's another reason why I chose a smaller school because I wanted to know people. I wanted to know people and I wanted people to know me. No, that's, that's definitely true. Like, so I'm saying that's definitely true, but let's just talk about how I got there. Cause this, this story, man, look, so, When I graduated, I did so before I even graduated, let's go back. Before I graduated high school, uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, right? I just know that I didn't want to go to no damn school. Like, mm-hmm. I was, because, you know, it's like my mom, she was working all the time. So, like, it was me and my sister, like, getting her up, um, mm-hmm. going to school, doing whatever else. I felt, for whatever reason, I felt like a parent. So, I was like, right. all right, cool. Shit, when I'm done with high school, bro, I just want to. I'm like, damn, can I just, like, go to work for a minute? Or can I, like, take a break? No, you're not taking no break. I'm like, fuck. Mm. All right, so we get to, you know, you wait too late to fill out applications and, and, you know, stuff like that. So it's like, all right, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know. Well, no, it's not going to be no, I don't know. You got to go to somebody's school. You going to school. (laughs) Fuck. All right, fuck. So I went to my grandparents' house for the summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just I'm just bullshitting or something, right? I ain't doing shit. Mm-hmm. She calls me and she's like, so where you want to stay? I said, what the fuck are you talking about? Where you want to stay? They got <laughs> they got traditional. They got building four. They got this. this I said, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'm just gonna put building four. I said, I, I said, do what you got to do. Do you mind if you got roommates? Well, it don't matter because you gonna have roommates anyway. This this and that. I, said, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Come to find out, she filled out the application. She did it for you. She, she, you know, what I'm saying, filled out. I had, I didn't even know I had gotten into Fort Valley. She got your acceptance and everything. She had my acceptance letter, all of my stuff, and she did my um, housing, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, I'm getting a text message. Shout out to my boy Cam, uh, roommate Cam Harris from uh, freshman year. Mm-hmm. He sends me a text. Hey, what up? Uh, this Cam Harris. I'm your roommate. That's- fuck is going on like i'm talking about 
bruh. I said, what the hell is going on? And so I tell him, like, I said, bruh, I don't know. I said, you sure you got the right number? He's like, is this Steve? I said, yeah. Be like, oh, yeah, I'm your roommate. So what the fuck is y'all talking about, bruh? I was like, distraught. <laughs> She's like, yeah, school starts such and such, August, whatever. So you better be ready when I come pick you up, bruh. I am fucking livid at this <laughs> okay. point. Because I think I'm going to work. I'm shooting shit. I'm chilling. Like, no, mm-hmm. okay, so fuck it. I'm going to school. Um, that's that's how I got to Fort Valley. So when I got there, it bro, it was so like not mind you, I lived in Douglasville uh after we left Louisiana for a minute. When we got to Fort Valley, bro, it was so fucking hot. Like I had yeah. never yes. experienced no heat like this. That middle Georgia heat is different. Middle Georgia heat, now I'm used to it now. But middle Georgia heat is disgusting. Like when I got yes. out there, I mean the flies was the biggest flies I ever seen in my goddamn life. Yes. Nigga, your like, sweat you ain't never in Fort Valley. Listen, if you ain't never been bit, I didn't even know flies bite for real, bro. If you ain't never been bit by a Fort Valley fly, you ain't experienced nothing. And then they had some of the most uh, over aggressive squirrels. Those oh, squirrels yeah. were scared of shit. Like you I could was take, walking, you could. <laughs> I was leaving troop one time. I think I was uh, dealing with some financial financial aid, right? Leaving mm-hmm. troop, headed to class because it was like, look, in the meantime, y'all just keep going to class. Cause you don't want to get dropped from these class, cause then that's a whole nother right. headache. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm finna just, you know, head back to class. Bro, I put this on my grandmother. God rest her soul. A squirrel jumped out of that big ass tree that's in front of the building. I'm on the sidewalk headed towards like the calf and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, squirrel jumps out of the tree, lands slap on my shoulder, hits the ground, and kept going. Oh, I know you was distraught. Everybody, like, there was, like, seven or eight people outside. They saw it happen. I got assaulted, bro, by a squirrel. I couldn't, couldn't find no police report with campus police because, I mean, <laughs> it was squirrel. <laughs> Squirrels looking like, oh. who am I pick out of a lineup? Oh, yeah, it was him. Like, that shit was real. Like, he, he, did, a, he did a dolphin dive on my shoulder. I believe because you can, you can take Fort Valley squirrels. And, and mix them with AUC squirrels and have a, a fight club because everybody like at every HBU HBCU swears that the squirrels on their campus is just the most thug squirrels you ever gonna they see. They just different. They different. If you take some of them squirrels from Fort Valley and uh, take them down to Valdosta State, them niggas would take over. Them squirrels would take over, and it's just that's that's strange to me. Um, another thing about you know, going to, you know, Fort Valley that I, I really enjoyed was, I guess, just like the the camaraderie of everything. Mm. Yeah. So. No, it's definitely, it's definitely more, uh, like, I, I mean, I'm going to keep saying it, but it's the truth. Like, Fort Valley is just a family. Yeah. Right? Like, because I know to this day, I could call Mama Simmons and I can call, mm. you know, just different different teachers I didn't ran into um like even even teachers that wasn't in my major like um like Dr. I over in Ag I, if I need something from him I may be able to hit him up just because people like to um make themselves available like even that like those are relationships you never gonna lose you know so bro Miss Simmons said some of the realest stuff that oh, I've ever heard my freshman year right right so um we was, we was like, I, I can't remember where we were going, but there was a group of us. Um, and then there was some dudes in front of us, right? So mm-hmm. she was leaving, she was leaving out of uh, her office and it was, we was in between the calf and the library. 
and we were walking towards the education building, right? <clears throat> so she saw us, she spoke and everything, and she saw the group of dudes in front of us, and she was like, hey, y'all up there. <laughs> and she said, shout it in the blue. She said, shout it in the blue. <laughs> and of course, you know, with her yelling, everybody's going to look back at her, right? Mm-hmm. So she pointing like, yeah, y'all up there. And um, she was like, pull your pants up. And he was looking like, oh, my bad, my bad. She's like, yeah, you want me to fuck you? And I was like, whoa. And she said, yeah, pull your pants up. And I was like. Nah, because see, Mama Simmons is raw as hell, but it's yeah. like, but it, but you love it though. It's, it's, our it's, out, it, it's only out of love. She used to leave, you know what I'm saying, the talks. Like she used to come to building four and move everybody out into the mm-hmm. lobby. And she'd come out there and be like, Mama Simmons going to give it to you real you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If y'all out there and y'all fucking, y'all better go down to the infirmary <laughs> and get them goddamn condoms because, you know what I'm saying, they didn't put them out there for y'all. Don't be sitting around here playing around. Because Mama Simmons, you know what I'm saying, Mama Simmons got to have her some condoms. I don't play with these niggas like that. I, bro, when she said that shit, like, my eyes <laughs> fucked out of my fucking face. Because I, I ain't never heard nobody talk like this to people nah, that nah. they never met before, you know? Miss Simmons. Mama got to, she got to get her flowers. Mama oh, Simmons. Of course. Give that lady her flowers. Is she still there? Yeah, she's going. My, she ain't going nowhere. She ain't going nowhere. But she's gonna always make sure you straight, man. She always gonna make yeah. sure you straight. Even like from the time I first met her to the time I graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't always doing much on campus, and she was still, you know, checking. Oh, y'all registered to vote? Y'all doing this? Mm-hmm. Y'all in any activities? Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like she's making people, making sure people straight. That's why they call her Mama Simmons, you know. Yeah, she, she's gonna I, take care of you. Cause honestly, she is like I, I like we had up here. What was you know one of your favorite parts of that experience? But she is one of the my favorite parts of that. You know, mm-hmm. like definitely yeah. Mama Simmons. Because you didn't miss out on you know that that motherly figure because you right. were away from home. Exactly, you didn't miss out on it because I mean she brought that to campus literally every day. She didn't take any mm-hmm. days off. Anytime you saw her. She was like, hey, baby, how you doing? You straight. She always made sure you were straight. <laughs> and she would park that goddamn little car on the Greek walk. <laughs> <laughs> park that little car on the Greek walk and just pull in, pop out, and start talking shit to people. <laughs> Especially when it was time to register for classes. Bruh, mm-hmm. are you registered for your classes, baby? Uh, Mama Simmons, I'm on the way right now. Well, you better get your ass over there because you ain't got but a few more days. I know I I I, I don't want to hear y'all complaining when they uh when you can't get in none of the classes you need and y'all can't damn graduate. You need to take your ass on over there. We're like, bro, bro, I love it. I, I just do not know if you can get that at any school outside of an HBCU. I, I, why would you? That'd be an HR case. <laughs> that definitely would be an immediately. HR case. It'd be a fucking Me- HR case. All over the news, all over the news, but that's because people don't realize it's out of love, out of love, only out of love. Yeah. And she, you only, she, you only talk was, shit like that to people when you care. That I, I mean, I don't care what nobody tell you. If they ain't talking shit, they don't give a damn. They don't care. They don't care about you. So, so you know, <laughs> it is I'm what saying it is. is it, man. She definitely talk about be her one all of the favorite. Ex- yeah, she definitely got to be one of the favorite experiences though. Like outside of talk about her all day. And it ties into that that family unit type deal because when mm-hmm. something happens on campus, literally everybody you know revels in it. So whether it right. be good or bad, you all feel it. Um, That's true. Going back a few episodes to when you know I was talking about uh, 2008 when Barack Obama got elected president, mm-hmm. 
and we all just tore campus up for whatever reason. I don't know. You tearing up your own house, right? But <laughs> it was just like <laughs> it was it was just an experience because we was all just like super happy. Like for the first right. time in our lives, we had a president that looked like us that we mm-hmm. were able to vote for. Right. And you know that because that was, participation always it gives it gives you more respect for it. It gives you you know a, a yeah. Deeper, a deeper sense of connection all like just being able to participate because like you can tell people that they can you know go do certain things for their country mm-hmm. but you, you know make all kind of barriers for them to vote and this and that mm-hmm. like that's one of the at least for for this generation that's one of the easiest things you could do like i know if you just went to go get a driver's license there register your ass to vote like there's no reason that you shouldn't have been able to participate in that election if you were right. of age right so I was just just happy. I didn't mind because there was a, I think, I, yeah, our voting spot was the fire department right next mm-hmm. to campus. And um, line was long, but it was my literally my first time voting. Didn't get a chance to, you know, vote for mayor or anything like that, vote for mm-hmm. governor, whatever. And when I got to school, I mean, it, it was partially because I wasn't registered until they did, I forget uh, which organization did it, but there was like a campus-wide voter registration uh, thing going on and it was out on the uh, on the quad and there was music there was food there was everything it, it better have been them gamma zeta alphas somebody i don't remember who it was it might have even been the campus it man, listen it, it might have even been the campus i don't i don't know it better i don't been know this. my it, it look hey it was gz either way it should have been <laughs> it was gz either way so i i couldn't tell you which organization it was it should but have been real Jeezy. The real Jeezy, right. Yeah. But I do know that there was, you know, it was a lot of fun, and they made it fun to register to vote. They made it fun giving you information about, you know, um, each candidate. They made it fun telling you your rights. So, Man, you know what, though? Old Fort Valley, and I call it Old Fort Valley because I'm old. Old Fort Valley was just <laughs> different. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, them, them days... Um, you know, on the quad where <laughs> you had just, it was just so much going on, bro. They had like the little carnival like shit out by the hunt statue and, and like, yeah, people doing them. I don't even know what the hell them things are. Them big ass balls you put on yourself and run around and smack each other. Like, they smack- just had all kind of, like it was old Fort Valley was fun. And if yeah. you, that's truly a, if you know, you know, yeah. Like the, um, <laughs> the, it, the, it, the the building that my major was housed in, they ended mm-hmm. up condemning Falling it. Apart. <laughs> they ended up condemning it because they brought it back uh, open and they still ain't got nobody in it. It's just a exactly you know, a, a like a relic at this point. <laughs> they they redid the building. I mean, like they when they opened it up, it had you know current gen, like it was all state of the art that at that point. But mm-hmm. now I'm sure it's a little um a little dated to this point again. And that's only because, you know, at certain schools, things get prioritized over others. And with Fort Valley being an agricultural school, it's got to, you know, prioritize the ag side. So you got your vet techs, you got your plant science, you got your bio majors. They're going to be prioritized over mass communications, obviously. But what I will say, um, because I have I have an ag person in my life, so I'm, I'm always get the shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing, I, I get them their respect. I, I used to talk. I used to talk that shit, but I give them their respect. That they do get a lot of money in prioritization, but they write a lot of goddamn grants. Like, if people want, like, I'm That's just, I'm looking at it 
So when I was a freshman, I may have looked at it that way. Getting, you know, after graduation, looking at it, you be like, listen, if you want that money, you got to write them damn grants. Like they got people just sit there all day and write damn grants. Mm-hmm. Like they get it. And the thing is, they grants, um, they grants help the school as a whole most times. Like they get the money, and, you know, on behalf of ag, but it'll go to the entire campus. Yeah. Yeah. I got I to give them, I got to give them their props, man. No, definitely. Definitely. Shout out to you, Onisha. That was right. for you. Right. <laughs> that was for you. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. it, listen, and I mean, they didn't took the, they didn't took some of the buildings down. They, they, they built no, all, all, all the traditional is gone. Yeah, I know, traditional man. Traditional housing they, is gone. I knew it was, I knew it was bad when they took down the, they took down the smoking spot under the tree in front of Moore. It was bad when they did that. When they took that <laughs> away, it was, it was like, okay, yeah. there's a, a, a new regime is coming in this month. Yeah. I mean, they, took, they took down more. Well, shit, all Watson, boy, Watson, shout out to boy, out to everybody that played in boy. Uh, what else? Josie, what Josie, what a hose be like? Bro, come on, bro. bro. Josie, what a hose be? Courtney Y'all, stayed in Josie her freshman year. Listen, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> I met my wife at Josie Hall. Listen, man. Listen, that's good times, man. We ain't gonna talk about all that right now. Good times, really yeah, good times. You gotta go, man. You, you. Just, I mean, you could. You just have honestly, to experience it. You listen. You, you, you. I could talk. We'll talk about, about it all day, all day, all day. Seriously, but you just gotta experience I, it. I, I want to go. I want to. I want to pivot just a little bit since we're mm-hmm. talking about mostly. What sounds like freshman sophomore year? Mm-hmm. Um, I I open it up a little bit more though. Um, what moments or experiences from any particular time that you were at Fort Valley uh, do you feel like has shaped who you are as a person today? I guess it would have to be the the collapse of the building that my major was housed in because. After that, you know, building was condemned, we moved over to Founders. Mm-hmm. And I just, I felt like the professors were a bit more accessible there. I felt like, you know, everything was was a bit more organized. And it was only because Founders housed art majors and it welcomed us, you know, mass con majors over there because, you know, of course we didn't have a building to have classes in. So when when we moved over there, and the professors had to, you know, work together so that they can, you know, provide enough rooms for everybody, enough space for everybody, adjust class times and stuff like that. Um, it kind of refocused me at that point. I wish it had refocused me for the long haul because I, I still need to finish. But we're going to get that one day. Um, delayed, but yeah, not I, denied. Right. Delayed, not denied. But it was definitely the, the move from the MassCom building over to Founders. Hmm. That's when, you know, I met uh, Professor Archer, rest in peace, right. um, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. York, <laughs> yeah. uh, Mr. Dickey. Uh, Dickey. Of course, Miss Spikes was over there. That Move yeah. shorty that was uh, over there uh, that worked for CBS. Miss Spikes, yeah, shot of Spikes. Okay, that's what I thought. I was, okay. Yeah. I thought I was. I don't. 
I don't know if she's still there or not, but she did at the time, and she would always have to, you know, reschedule class or you know she would have us do online. That was the best shit in the world because I had her for um, I had her for orientation, and she was yeah. never there. So <laughs> right. my, my grades were pretty good. In, in right, her never there, never <laughs> there. And then she ended up putting us on this hybrid schedule to where she would have set times to where um, she would be down in Fort Valley because she lived in Atlanta. So she would leave Fort Valley every day, head back to Atlanta, and then do it all again the next day. But um, when she did the hybrid days, it was um, it was like, all right, cool. I gave y'all two days off, so I'm expecting stuff to be done when I come in. I'm expecting you know these papers to be done. I'm expecting these projects to be finished. So she didn't she didn't take anything from anybody because she was a product of Fort Valley State University. Right. Um, she definitely. Yeah, she was a product of Fort Valley, and that's what she uh, she pledged, uh, AKA. So um, she shot it and take mess from nobody because she knew how hard she had to work. So she was like, if I know I had to work this hard to get where I am, it's going to be even harder for y'all now because, you know, the market is so oversaturated. Yeah, definitely it's, at that time too because it's harder to get into. When I first got there, um, you had a lot of people. So, if you um, if you if you went to Fort Valley around that time, you know that they had a program, uh, the I guess learning support. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people, and then they also had the the par- uh, partnership with Gordon. So mm-hmm. it was just a big influx of students. Yeah, and then you had you had people who wanted to be there, but the grades that they had in high school, um, you know, might not have been where they should have been. So they let them in mm-hmm. on learning support. And you take these classes. Um, you don't get credit for them, but it just keeps you in school and it keeps you on a track, you know, toward graduation. Um, and you had some people who just came in and was like, bro, I'm just trying to get this refund check, to be honest with you, because they were right. just letting you buy like you had people who had no house and they was letting everybody in like yeah. this was. Yeah. So at this time, it was a lot of people who didn't have uh, a major. They were undecided. They just were there because they, <laughs> they probably wasn't going to be there after, um, you know, after the what you call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the semester was over, so it was like whatever. But I mean, listen, old, old Fort Valley again, old Fort Valley, and it's crazy because you know uh, during homecoming season, the old heads at that point would always call it old Fort Valley, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know when when we're able to go back to homecoming again, finally, whenever that is, um, Shit, that's we'll this year because I'm gonna get vaccinated. <laughs> hey man, they gotta we we gotta make sure that we can get there because um they if if they're still doing this whole social distancing thing and then not not letting anybody at the games and stuff like that, we gotta oh. figure out some way to have some sort of homecoming because it's been oh. what two years now. Yeah, basically two years, but I'm going because I'm getting my uh I'm getting my recognition this year because we about to do this um lifetime membership with alumni association and if you haven't you should because they've reduced the price by like 150 dollars. so um you you know if you decide to anybody decide to do that y'all should do that uh you know join yeah. the squad yeah but i don't you know what let's let's let's, let's go back so for me um that i guess the thing or the well the experience that i would say shape who i am today would be when I thought that I was supposed to graduate. I want to say this is spring of 2016 because I took a break and came back. Mm-hmm. So 
originally I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna graduate spring of 2016. Um, I go and talk to my advisor, shout out Dr. Fazy. <laughs> uh, I could laugh about this now, but at the time I was just, you know, I was very mm-hmm. upset. You go in and talk to him. We go down the list of, you know, classes that you've taken. And right. um, you just, you know, grades look good. This looks good. This looks good. Okay, you did the internship. You did this. You did that. And then you get down to the bottom. He's like, oh, buddy, you didn't you didn't take this class? I'm like, nah, you told me I didn't need to take that. And, like, we talked all the time. And he was like, I said, I asked you, did I need that class? Because I could have registered this stuff. You know, I could have just jumped in late. Yeah. And, so, oh no, brother! I don't. Uh, you didn't take this class. I oh, I, you're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna graduate. Mm-hmm. Bro, I was fucking pissed because I was already because I was at the end of like financial aid and all that. Like I had went through so much bullshit with financial aid through all these years at Fort Valley. Yeah. Um, like even back in like 2012, like I thought um, because like my mom she was in school and my sister she was in school, so I was like for whatever reason when you do your financial aid stuff, they, you know, take all this other stuff into account. So they wasn't trying to give me no money because these two was in school. So right. they're looking at it like, you know, if they in school and your family got some money, then you don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't need shit. But right. yeah, went and talked to him. He was like, oh, you're not going to graduate. Bro, I walked out that bitch. I held it together at first, but I got on the phone with my mom and I just, I just bust out crying. I let that shit yeah. go. I was like, I can't believe I went through all this bullshit and I'm sitting here about to not graduate. Yeah. Now you got to come back, spend more money, take like another nine hours for nothing. You know, mm-hmm. like you sit up here behind one class and you sitting up here like, okay, now I got to come back and do this all over again. Mm-hmm. So I feel like what that did for me, I know after that situation, I no longer allowed anything that I had planned to uh, fall into the hands of anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I took ownership of that shit every time. So when it came to graduation, I took ownership of that shit. My internship, I took ownership of that. Yeah. You know, any job you're trying to get, like it just, it, it helped you take ownership a whole lot yeah. more. Cause that way you control, you know, what happens to you at that point. And you're not, you know, putting, not necessarily your fate, but essentially, you know, what happens to you in the hands of someone else. So uh, if you, if you have control over, your balance sheet at the time, for example. If you have control over that and you make sure that everything on there, all your T's are crossed, all your I's are dotted, when you go see your uh, academic advisor and they be like, well, you didn't take this, and it's like, okay, well, I did. It's right here, and here's the grade for it. You got your um, transcript and everything with you. You take control of your own destiny at that point. So that's one of the things that I learned after. (laughs) After the fact. But, yeah, so I am... I definitely understand what you was going through then. Uh, for me, it was a little bit different. Um, I had just gotten to a point where I had just fallen into this. Uh, I can talk about it now because I'm I'm better than that. But I had gotten into this depression. Uh, my parents had divorced. Um, my grandmother had gotten sick. And this was like right on the cusp of my mom getting healthy because she was the one who did my college applications and stuff like that. She took care of all that stuff like your mom did. But my mama did that because she was at home sick and didn't have anything else to do. So she was the one, you know, doing applications. She was the one um, going, getting registered for FAFSA and all that. And, um, you know, after she had gotten healthy and everything, parents, you know, it just didn't work out. Uh, I was torn about that. 
Then my grandmother had gotten sick, torn about that, and then it worsened. And I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. So, you know, it was, uh, and I was also going through it <laughs> with my girlfriend at the time, who is my wife now. But um, it made you better for it, <laughs> <laughs> right? No, definitely, definitely. But um, we uh, we had we had taken a little break and everything, and my grandmother had passed at that point, and I was just I was just a an emotional wreck. I couldn't I focus. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I had lost so much weight at that point, and I definitely understand. I just couldn't. I I, I didn't know what to do. So. I did something that made me happy at the time, mm-hmm. and it was not having to go back to school. Right. So I, I took my time away from school. I went ahead and left because I felt like that's what I needed to do to heal. But I made my grandmother a promise that mm-hmm. I would get a degree someday. So I'm going right. to get my degree. Well, um, I mean, you like know, you said, that, the, the delayed and not denied. I was going to say, that is what it is because I did the, you know, it's not like you're going to break that promise. I, you know, the same thing with me, with my grandfather. I was, he, um, he, he passed right after I graduated, but I just, yeah. it was a, it was a situation where I felt like, you know, when, when he did leave us, he was, you know, had dementia and everything else, but I just, mm-hmm. I felt like he, knew, you know what I'm saying? I felt like he knew that I had, you know, had graduated. I talked to him about it whenever we did talk. So mm-hmm. I was like, at least, you know what I'm saying? At least he knows, you know? And it's yeah. like, whether, it don't matter how long it takes you, you, you know, he knows that you got it. So, yeah. but I mean, so would you, would you, what would you tell yourself? What would you tell, uh, <laughs> what would you tell 18, 19 year old DJ about what you know now, you know? It gets better. Right. It gets better. It gets easier. Um, not necessarily in that moment, but the more living you do, the more experience you gain, it gets better. Like like old folks say, trouble don't last always. And That's it doesn't. True. It doesn't. So at that point, it just seemed like everything was just piling on top of each other. Like it would happen and something would happen and a couple months later, something else would happen. A couple always months later something. after that, something. Yeah, so... I always looked at at life at that point as a pendulum. And, Mm. you know, I was on a downswing at that point and I was just waiting to come up. Right. So, you know, and I finally came up. um, But at that point, like when I, when I kind of regained me, uh, I just didn't have that push to go back at that time. But now, Mm -hmm. like I said, I, I definitely do feel like I need to at least get some sort of certification because, um, I want to fulfill that promise. It's not even, it's not even for, you know, career advancement, not even for money or anything like that, because, you know, you can go out and make money on your own these days. It's 2021. There's, there's tons of ways to, you know, become successful without a degree, but I want to, I guess, fulfill that last wish or that last promise that I made. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess for me, uh, what I would tell myself, and mm, I don't know if I could pick a particular age, but just if I would just tell myself from when I first got there, uh, mm-hmm. take, try to try to optimize your education. Don't mm-hmm. don't worry about what's gonna make you money. Um, take the good parts with the bad parts. Take take the art. Take the 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 monetary gain and and push both them bitches together. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you. If you see a if you see a lane that's gonna make you money, um, like IT, you do that. But if you know that 
like this this art shit, this podcast, this content creating. That's also something you're good at. You take them to and you and you stick them bitches together. Figure out how to make your money that way. Because yeah. now when you, you 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 see, you know, like it's a smaller school, so no, everybody ain't gonna come out of there and be no millionaire. We know that. Right. But take the a lot of things, um, you know, the good and the bad. Don't uh, don't let them push you one way or the other. Just take everything that you you know come and take every relationship situation you come into contact with and let that shit mold you know mold you into um, mm-hmm. a, a smarter person. I say don't be so reactionary. Also, that that's definitely <laughs> definitely what I would tell myself. Don't be don't be so quick to just quit school. Don't be so quick to drop a class. Like try to ride the wave a little bit. Huh. You know, I would definitely <laughs> that's. That's definitely some advice I feel like I could have used back in the day. That's advice that everybody could use right there because, you know, as soon as a class in the first two weeks got hard, Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, all right, I'm done with this. Right. I'm dropping this in the morning. Right. Because, I mean, I just feel like you need to give yourself time. First off, give yourself time to build a relationship with the professor. Right. Because, you know, whether or not you do well on – you know, your um papers and everything. If you got a relationship with the professor and they see you that you're actually, you know, doing right. the work, they'll they'll figure something out for you. Especially at, right. you know, these HBCUs and everything, because, you know, they don't they don't want to be the reason that there's another statistic. Like Right. And I had I've had professors say that. Like I'm not in the business of failing people, but I'm also not in the business of just letting people slide by. But, right. you know, let's let's work together and, you know, make make your money work for you like you paying for this at the end of the day because I, I had teachers tell you i didn't already been paid you know <laughs> like my i didn't already been paid exactly my check been cleared already so but what is it anything you would do different like just in, and it don't have to be education wise just based on your based on your experience from uh going to fort valley is it anything you would do different and that could be any at any point while you was there yeah i mean um balance my i guess like school and personal life because Mm -hmm. you know as a freshman you just don't really care about anything you just come in i'm out of my parents house Uh, i'm just doing what i want to do at this point but you also still have to do what you have to do in order to do what you want to do so you know when you don't take everything seriously in the beginning there's a lot of catch-up that you got to play Mm-hmm. You got to play a lot of catch up. You got to do a lot of makeup. And that's just so you don't end up doing, you know, being a one and done. It's so you don't be, <laughs> you don't be there one semester and you back at home the next. That's true. So um, it would just be more so to like find that balance. You know, once you're able to master that, then, you know, you can take on anything. It was right. just, you know, for me, uh, I guess. When I when I finally mastered that balance, that's when everything just started hitting me. That's when everything mm-hmm. was just like, we're gonna see how much this dude can take. And it was just right. taking body shot after body shot. And I'm trying to breathe at that point. And I just <laughs> wasn't able to breathe. I hit <laughs> I hit the canvas, man. I got that 10 count. I understand. Definitely. So like when you master that balance, just make sure that you're able to also master that uh mental health too. So right. be able to deal with things. I mean, I think I would have liked to be a little bit more open when I first got there. Maybe I wouldn't have left mm-hmm. um, when I got there in 2009. I ended up leaving, um, you know, mm-hmm. running behind folks, you know, 
<laughs> shit like that. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, maybe you didn't want to be there, but just open your damn eyes a little bit, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, why don't you want to be here? Or do you not want to be here because you didn't want to be in school? Or do you not want to be here because you just don't like, you know, you don't like the classes, you don't like, you know, you don't like the programs they got, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, be a little bit more intentional about the stuff that you're doing. Like, try to make sure you're actually meeting people. I saw a lot of people come to Fort Valley and go. But mm-hmm. when they were leaving, they were, um, they weren't leaving because they was bullshitting, you know? Like, they were, because, I mean, when I did leave, my grades weren't bad. First semester was terrible because I didn't right. want to be there. But then I got my shit together in second semester. I was um, at like a damn 3.9 or something like that. I could have stayed and probably been just fine. But just running around, following behind people, doing stuff like that, yeah. I would, I would. That was one thing I think I would do. I would have, yeah. I would have stayed. I think I would have stayed. Just wrote it out, see what it was, because, um, I just looking back at it now, I didn't really have a reason to go, you know. Everything but it all worked out for a reason, though, right? Exactly. I was, I was like, everything happens for a reason. Because if you didn't leave and come back, you wouldn't have gained that appreciation. That's that that's have. definitely true. Cause when I came back, I was like, I was on point. I didn't have when I came back in 2012, spring of 2012. Mm-hmm. From then until I graduated, my GPA was no lower than a three six. Something like I was, you know, what I'm saying I didn't have any yeah. issues with grades because I wanted to be there. Right. So exactly. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. So that's not that's something. That's something that uh you know shaped the future for you also and. Right. Uh, what everybody says, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like you see clearly, looking in the past, because you right. can see exactly what you did, what you didn't do, and you know you can you know figure out things that you could have done differently. So you just got to accept it. Um, like you were saying the other day, you know, take your wins, take your losses. Mm-hmm. You know how to take your losses at the same time. So that's well, that. Like I said, we could talk about this all day, but uh, we'll wrap it a little bit. I, I've I guess I guess I'll close out with this. I was gonna say favorite memory off the top of here, but there's just too many. Uh, I it's would a say lot of memories, man. Do you have something in particular about your time at Fort Valley that just pops out that you know that you could share? Like, what's what's a what's a favorite time that you have from there? So, I met my wife, of course, at Fort Valley, and mm-hmm. we started talking. One day while we was walking to the the class that we were, you know, both in together. But this whole thing that we are in now grew from Mm. a conversation over Fruity Pebbles. (laughs) (laughs) No cap. Ain't no cap in my rap. Um, Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, so that's that's where our conversation started. Um, She has been, you know, my entire adult life. Mm. So... um, yeah, and again, it started over Fruity Pebbles. So each year, October 11th, you know, we, we share a bowl of Fruity Pebbles. And that was the day that we, you know, started dating. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> we share a bowl of Fruity Pebbles. So, well, I have my own bowl. We share a box of Fruity Pebbles. Not a goddamn box. <laughs> we share a box of Fruity Pebbles. So that's it. That 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 was That was one of the memories that always sticks out to me because it was like, Damn, if I had talked about, you know, if we had talked about anything else, we would probably just been friends or whatever. But it was, you know, Fruity Pebbles because that was my favorite cereal at the time. And that was her favorite cereal at the time. And 
she would always have Fruity Pebbles in her room when we when we was in her room at Josie or whatever. So that was it. That's what's up, man. Y'all so cute, man. Golly. We try. Y'all, man. Y'all so cute. I feel like I gotta I feel like I gotta talk like that now, man. <laughs> nah, 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 man. But nah, cause same situation. So like with Onisha, right? Mm-hmm. I remember I just talk about this one, this one, uh, this one particular time. So mm-hmm. when I moved, when I first came back, I didn't know her then, but when I I think we took um we took class together. We took like accounting together. And this was maybe 2013. I think I was staying in building five. I ain't had friends for shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to say she was like the only person who ever checked on me. I ain't know why. I don't know if she liked me or not. I was like, don't nobody, don't nobody check on me or nothing that shit. This girl just randomly she hit me up. So I'm going to American Deli. Um, you know, got some extra money. You want some food? Like that shit. You don't be knowing how big stuff like that is. Mm-hmm. And don't nobody talk to you. You know, right? Like the only person you got is your your mom, because my sister wasn't home at the time. So the only person I talked to every day was my mom. And mm-hmm. I, like outside of that, she was the only person who ever checked on me. Like, and it's weird oh, to say that. Oh. Knowing that, no, for real, knowing the people that know me now, be like, oh, I don't believe that. Be like, no, that was the only person that ever checked on me. Like, it's, it's funny. Oh, uh, yeah, here you go. Here you go. No, here you was talking go. about me and Courtney. You and Onisha over here on this uh, on this uh, notebook <laughs> type situation. I'm just saying. Oh, that's sweet. Hey, I'm just saying. But hey, man. man shout, out, shout, shout, shout out to the girlfriends, the baby mama. Shout out. Wives. Shout out. Shout out to all that. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Nah. For real, a favorite like a favorite time for me though, for real, was Miss Rose, right? So I lost my um, I lost my ID. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ain't got no, if you ain't got no swipes, you ain't getting nothing to eat. You ain't and I didn't have, I didn't have a car. Look, I ain't have a car. I had no groceries. I ain't have nothing. And I stayed on campus. So you just walking. It's like, all right, cool. You don't have no, you don't have no ID. Your Wildcat cash is on your damn ID, so I can't go to ID. Papa. You know what I'm saying? I can't go to Papa John's. I can't, I can't do shit. Ooh, so I go in there. All I had was, um, all I had was a bowl. It was in my bag because I had something I had finished eating. And mm. she was like, you know, I ain't, I'm not gonna let nobody go hungry, this and that. She let me in. She was like, I can't let you stay because you ain't gonna swipe in. But you can go in there. You can go, you know, to go where you gotta go, get some stuff, fill your bowl, and you know, just come on back. And I was like, bro, I almost started crying, bro, because I was distraught. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if it like. I'm telling you, you go all day, you go through classes, you don't got no groceries, no money, no way to go get no food. You be like, bro, you're going to be stressed like a bitch. Because you got, you, like, listen, Miss Rose and Mama Simmons, bro, them, them two right there. That like, was Mama and Grandmama. Right. Grandmama always asking you if you ate. Miss Rose. Always. Miss Rose, she was she was the type to, to look the other way a lot of times. So Of course. And it wasn't just for you and me. I've seen it happen to a ton of other students to where, you know, um, they ain't got their card or anything like that. She's like, I know you got your ID. You was in here yesterday, so go ahead. You know, or if she sees somebody trying to sneak in with somebody else, she saw you, but you think you slick. <laughs> like, I, I'm watching her watch you, and you think you slick. She don't miss nothing. She didn't care. She didn't care. Um, Miss Rose, shout out to you. Shout out to Sodexo for mm-hmm. employing you. I appreciate it all. 
I, I want to check out that new calf too. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. That's all right. Homecoming twenty one. We homecoming twenty one. We outside, bit. We on the campus. That'd be the only we time outside. that that'd be the only time that that fountain works too is our homecoming. That <laughs> it seems like it. That's that the only time it's clean. That's the only time it's clean, bro. The only time it's clean is homecoming. They clean it up. They fix it for the parents. That shit don't never work. It ain't never clean. But that's the campus, though, man. That's, that is that's, the campus. It's just part of the campus. Man, I feel like I really feel like I could talk about this shit all day. Um, yeah. But I mean, I hope I hope that y'all can pick up on some of you know these memories we had and and take these experiences and uh, hell encourage encourage some people to just visit an HBCU, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. you know, Fort Valley is a smaller school. And I had that, uh, that question, I, like real quick, what do you think that keeps people from choosing the smaller HBCUs? Cause for me, I'm looking at it like, we just don't get that same love and not no, for nothing else, not for nothing else that like, to me, you just don't care. Right. Yeah. You you care about the schools that you care to look up because like you got the AUC, right? And you got you know what I'm saying you got Howard and you got um you know Hampton and you know yeah. schools like that. But it's like, bro, it's a hundred and whatever of these schools. Yeah. Like it wouldn't it don't cost you nothing to do your research at all. And I'm not saying like you can choose to give your money whoever <laughs> to whoever you want to give it to, but like. Just the just name dropping is is could be enough, you know, for somebody to be like, well, shit, let me see what they're about. That's why you know when Two Chains did that song, that's on his uh right. his last album, and he shouted at Fort Valley. The Fort Valley State was his last shout yep. out on that song. He we were the last shout out. So yep, I I love how HBCUs are starting to become more prevalent. I was talking to Courtney mm-hmm. earlier because we was out after a baseball practice earlier and I got a notification about Deion Sanders flipping out because of mm-hmm. a hit that his son took. Mm-hmm. I'm like Bleacher Report has never covered HBCUs. All right. Never covered HBCUs. Chris Paul and you know um got proceeds from the All-Star game going to HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Uh they got a the court looks incredible um for the game tomorrow. Uh, and I, I'm just I'm just really glad that you know we're getting more attention. But as to, far as the go to ahead to that point, I got a gripe about that shit, and I ain't even gonna go into it right now. But I got a gripe about that shit. But I, I'm happy that somebody's getting paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll yeah, talk about again. that one. Yeah, we will. But yeah. we'll talk about that. But <laughs> as as far as um the reason I think people don't you know choose smaller HBCUs is because of the exposure. Like you don't right. think you can you go you you don't think you can go to that school. And still be something. That's you don't big, think you can, you know, excel. Guy. Yeah, and that's not the case. That's not the case. Um, you know, that's that's not the case for athletics, nor is it the case for academics. Mm-hmm. Ricardo Lockett is a Super Bowl champ with the Seahawks. He went to Fort Valley State University. Oh boy from the Bucks. Oh boy from the Bucks, right. Marquette King, punter. Went to Fort Valley. I worked on his highlight tape. So I I just don't want anybody to think that you can't be anything coming from an HBCU. Well, a smaller HBCU. Excuse me. 
because that's absolutely not the case. And that's why, that's why, you know, I think that, you know, people choose bigger ones over smaller ones. And also because of the, the public funding. So you got Mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos, uh, ex-wife who is donating all these millions of dollars to the AUC because they get all right. Over it. Like I said, call me ungrateful. Please, if you if you want to, mm-hmm. but I cannot stand that shit. Yeah, That's, again, I ain't even gonna let that pass. That's the same thing with this All Star stuff. Most of that, most of that shit is going to the AUC. It's like we're gonna have Clark Atlanta here and yeah. and Morehouse and do this and that. Yeah. Like, bro, there are more schools in the state that could use that money. Yeah, I'm always gonna shield for Valley. Right. I'm always gonna shield for 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 you know the middle Georgia schools, but at the same yeah. time, it's Bruh, open that shit up to everybody. If you hosting it in that state, make sure everybody eat. That's just me. In that state, I know right. You, I know you in the city, but I ain't hear you mention Morris Brown at all. So, Fix what are we talking about? Right. What, what are we talking about at this point? So, like you, whatever. You can't, you can't claim to love HBCUs and be okay with what happens or what's happening with Morris Brown. Like, that... that that still has to, you know, put a bad, leave a bad taste in your mouth. You can't say, okay, yeah, we're going to have all these proceeds go to, you know, Clark. We're going to have all these proceeds go to Morehouse, uh, Spelman. But Morris Brown is down the street. <laughs> right. You you, you right. claim to, you know, want to wanna fix and repair uh, the, the culture of HBCUs and everything. But you don't want to fix and repair that school. There's nothing to get that, you know, um, nothing to get the accreditation back. Not nah, true. And I mean, I know there are things people are doing behind the scenes, but hell no, nah, I'd love them, you know, and, and fix them out loud. Like you love and fix out loud these other places. You, if you're going to donate to Clark Atlanta, you're going to hurry up and tell somebody you're doing it. Like, right. Show us, show me what you're doing, you know? Right. That's just me. I don't know. I'm still gonna say I'm I'm still gonna say give it to Fort Valley or Albany State. Renzel. Renzel went to Albany State. Exactly. <laughs> Renzel went to Albany State. He called himself playing football, but he was trying to be a dope boy at the same time. He said, Nah, I need to take my ass home. That's what he said. I said wasn't nothing to do out there. And I know ain't nothing but car dealer. Damn Albany boy. <laughs> ain't nothing to do. Ain't Shit, nothing to do. I mean, most you can say is like it's close to Valdosta or closer to Valdosta. And then Valdosta is, of course, 20 <laughs> minutes from Florida. But, right. Valdosta is Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, at least uh, with Fort Valley, you was like in the in, in middle Georgia's Atlanta almost because Macon was, right. you know, the biggest thing that we had. Yeah. So. Give it to the smaller schools. I said all that to say that. No, but I mean that was that was fun. I I I I got more to say, but I want to talk lane. about I, memory lane. Is, it could go forever, but I, yeah. I want to talk about media consumption because you was talking about going on your two thousands binge, and we got some. We had some all star. Since we talking about all star weekend, we had some some all star niggas drop some music on us few days ago i want to say and i've been Ooh. listening to it ever since man but I let talk you. about it now nah, go going to get into that silk sonic man well let's do this let, let's 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 talk well you know what 
This was you. This would usually be the the fake news and Drake news, but it's actually some Drake news this week because we had Scary Hours two. Scary uh, Hours two. I got a hot take about um the second song. Now, what's next was great. Don't get oh, me wrong. Okay. Did that shit. Okay. But let me let me stir up the pot because y'all niggas out here done goaded already. Not Drake. Y'all done goaded little baby already. But that shit felt so unnecessary for him to be <laughs> to be on that track. Yeah. It felt like bro. Cause Drake was rapping his ass off again, as usual, as he does. And then here come little baby. And I can't understand a fucking word he's saying. It was it unnecessary. Like, it felt unnecessary. Like I'm gonna be honest with you. That if that feature, he got his place. Don't get me wrong. He that that felt unnecessary. And because he is already goaded, and I told Aaron this on his live, it mm-hmm. felt his goat status feels forced. It feels premature. Yes, he may get there, but he hell he got his style from Gunner. So if he a goat, then that nigga is too. So whatever. Like, listen, it felt unnecessary. That's like I'm I a, said. I, it was a. It's a hot take, but whatever. I'm 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 gonna interject here. I don't really too much like that goat status term because right it's now. thrown around. It's thrown around so much to where anybody can literally be a goat. Anybody, if you rap and you got five hot songs, you a goat at that point. And and. At that point, it's just like, who's who's making these calls? Who's making the calls? Is is it is it social media? Is it the kids, or is Gen it like the, the people who really listen to the music? Gen Z, learn you learn what a word means, and then you just start throwing that shit around, and you start throwing. It was a joke for Ti to say expeditiously, and that was a word that he just learned. And now, you know, of course, we know what expeditiously means, but. He overused it when he first learned that word. It was that word was everywhere, and of course, he's got a show called Expeditiously. But I, I'm I'm just not with the whole throwing the goat term out just to anybody because part of being a goat is longevity. Mm-hmm. And I now it's not to say that I see little baby falling off anytime soon right. because I don't think that's going to ever happen. To be honest with you, but it's not. I just to, think he's in a. I think he's in a sway league category right now. He's his his usefulness is um he's a feature he's king. Apparent. It's very apparent, you know, he's useful, but he's oversaturated to yeah. for, you know what I'm saying? For me, like I I don't he don't gotta take a break, you know what I'm saying? If 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 you build it, they will come. Niggas is gonna continue to play his songs. I get that. But it yeah. feels like Sway Lee, fifteen well what, what was it? 15, 16, 15, 16, Sway Lee was so oversaturated, it was crazy. Everywhere. I mean, Everywhere. We had, you know, all the way back since No Flex Zone, he was on everything. And then then it was, then he was on Nightcrawler and then Black Beatles and like. Unforgettable. Like, bro, it's saturated, man. Like, it's too much. And it's not to, this, when we say saturated, it's not to say that the the product is bad. It's not right. bad. It, not at so all. Not I need. A, I just need a break. Right, but you don't want to hear this man on everybody's song. Because the same thing. Because because he's so good, you give. You know what I'm saying. You give him a break because his features are great. But right, then you, on the other side, you could fall into that category like the baby. I don't have to hear his shit ever again. <laughs> like, I don't. Like, so you and the man? Nah. 
No. A fan, do I appreciate some of his tracks? Yeah. Fan, not at all. Because I could do that shit that he do. <laughs> like, I, listen, I, I might not be a rapper, but I could do that. So, Sleazy Steve's beginning in the booth? I, shit, I could. I promise you. Because it ain't, what he does, I'm not saying that rapping is easy. What I'm saying, but he, his flow is very repeatable. His um his wordplay is very very repeatable. Like I could I could do that. Y'all heard it hey, here first. I'm telling you I could. You might hear extra seasoning uh, <laughs> a track. Y'all heard it here first. Sleazy Stevie's getting in the booth. And I might have to, but any you know at any <laughs> at any stretch, it's like hey, like I said, these niggas. It's what the market called for. I get it, but and then, and then on top of that, everybody's making like. If you can get hot on TikTok, then you know it's gonna pop off. Like it's, yeah, it's very oversaturated. That's all. Spot him, got him took off on TikTok. Yeah. Spot him, yeah, he took off. Um, was uh, Erica Banks took off with the what was that? Um, with Nelly, and nobody even knows the song. Like she, in her mind, people know that. Oh, she was on Twitter. I remember y'all said that. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't going to be hot and this and that. And what about now? And then niggas was like, listen, listen, sweetie. You need to calm down. Because <laughs> after Bust It, Bust It, I don't really know anything else. We heard Nelly's voice in that song way more than yours. <laughs> and it was just right. because it is what it is at that point. I was like, listen, I don't know any of those lyrics. And then you riding through Atlanta. Them niggas are so goddamn progressive on 107.9, they actually call themselves playing the song. Why well, hit that motherfucking button so fast? You, you hit that shit yeah. and be like, shut the fuck up. Get this shit out of my radio. Turn this shit off. <laughs> I, I slapped that damn button so quick. Get like, this shit off my radio. But, you know. What you um what you think about what LeBron said about Drake and uh, uh Rosé? He, he was right. He Listen, man. He, they they 82-0? Sixteen and zero in the postseason. That I said, listen, I told folks this shit when the song dropped. Like when I listened to it, um, them niggas never made a bad song, bro. Like nah, nah. And Aston I was Martin was my that was my soundtrack to when I used to go to the um what was this two thousand ten when I used to go to the car wash. I would just put that shit on and just clean my car. Like it just it's outside music, man. Bro, that Honda Accord was an Aston Martin at that point, I promise you. No. I promise you. I promise you. I was telling um telling my brothers last year when uh when Rick Ross dropped uh Port of Miami 2. Um I was like, bro, John between Rick Ross and John Legend and Rick Ross and Drake, they haven't missed. No. And I said that I said that last year. This was before no. Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Did like if if John Legend and Rick Ross decided to do a joint project where John's just doing the hooks and everything, spins, bro. I'm I'm, I'm giving that so many plays. If Drake and and uh, Rick Ross decided to finally put together a joint project, I'm giving that most spins than you know what a time to be alive. I'm like man because. They both know. talk that they 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 both talk that 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 money shit, and mm-hmm. they, they both talk well. you know, yeah they they very, they do it very well. Um, so I'm I'm like, all on board. That's that southern, that's that Jay Z mode, but just the southern version. Like yeah, because Drake is a transplant, so it is what it is. But he's a he's yeah. a southern transplant because I mean that's 
his southern shit is is to me that's his best music. Yeah, like it just is like when he was when he Drake when he's Houston Drake when he Florida Drake when he Atlanta he, Drake like he Kentucky hell, Drake he New Orleans Drake like his southern <laughs> shit is Memphis that's his Drake best. yeah like, like listen at the end of the day. They talk that money shit, but it's like I said, the Jay Z mode. Cause Jay Z be talking about shit, you probably have no idea what the fuck he talking about. But it sounds good. He be like, I don't know what that is, but now I'm about to go look it up. Sound good because Jay Z did it with uh with UGK. Like them them niggas love each other. It it sounds it sounds like casual hip hop fan, but like Gold Roses is probably top. For me, for they collab, they're probably top two. Like it's just, it's it's very laid back. It's very grown mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. It's it's very calculated. Like it, mm-hmm. you know, just everything sounds good. Is they didn't miss, they, didn't, they no missteps on that song. Nah, that's Ain't probably no, that's probably number two. Number one though is uh, Dice Pineapples. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. For me, nobody else, but they. Wale, Wale showed out on Dice Pineapples too. The poet came in in the beginning. That might be part of it. That might be part of it. I mean, I mean, Wale kind of made that song. Yeah, he did. I'm not giving him enough credit for that. But um, we'll talk about that in the music episode. But I ain't giving him enough credit for that. (laughs) We're gonna cover it. We're gonna cover it. Cover that. But I don't want to. I don't want to stay there too long because. I want to I want to talk my shit about Silk Sonic though, cause talk your shit, man. Cause that, that what I said last week. Mm. The real the real cocaine music is back. That is cocaine music, man. You got you a mirror on the side of the bed. That is cocaine music at its finest. Because I I went to the gym today and I had that shit playing. I was there maybe fifty five minutes and that shit was on when I walked in the door. That shit was on when I left. <laughs> I know all the runs. I know all the... I Man. Know all the, Bruno I know Mars showed, showed out. Showed his... What What black youngster say? I'm finna show my ass. That was that <laughs> shit. <laughs> he showed out on that song. And to be honest with you, that's what it's gonna be this summer, man. This spring and summer. It's gonna be... If uh, if we get certified... What I think is gonna happen, we're gonna get certified lover boy... When it's when it starts to get hot, and I feel mm. like the Silk Sonic is gonna come out when it starts to get hot also. So we all we gonna vaccinated and we gonna be outside. Ooh. If y'all Let see go. a murdered out a murdered out Impala <laughs> blasting, leave the door open with five percent tent <laughs> at the back of the vaccine line. Y'all mind y'all damn business. Mind your business. <laughs> I tell you right now, because it's. That's that's about to be my shit for a minute. Until we get some more music, that's gonna be my shit. Bro, and don't let them drop some uh, like upbeat songs. Like self don't ooh. Because we both know, we both know Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack got it in them to do upbeat. But yeah. but yeah, listen, like just listen to the drums. You know what I'm saying? Like if you listen to Lead the Door Open, the drums are crazy. Yeah. Like just technically sound and like just like, dude, you you can tell a di- the difference between somebody who plays the drums and a and just a drummer, like a pure drummer. Yeah, he was a pure drummer. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah, like, definitely. 
it's 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 crispy. Like it was like again, no missteps on this song. Ain't nobody you know pushing I mean? buttons on no board on them. Those are nah, those are studio drums. That's it, thank you. That's exactly what that's that's a drummer. Yeah. True drums. Those are studio drums. Ain't no ain't no take Keith pushing buttons. None of that. But again, Bruno showed his ass. Like he listen, bro got down in that one. Yeah. Like sung, he he sung that nigga Andy right off the song, bro. And I hate to say it because both of them niggas are super talented, man. He's talented, but I mean, nigga. <laughs> Bruno was like, you know, you know what? It's kind of that thing where, now nah, we talking about goats. That's one of them things where you get a couple of goats in the room and then you just step back and be like, all right, these niggas finna duke it out. Let me just sit back and enjoy it. Because that's honestly right. what that, like to be in that, to be in that studio, mm. um, I don't know. That's probably once in a lifetime experience. That's that shit you're going to look back and you know how people sat down and they talk about, they give all those print stories and yeah, you know, I think that's going to be one of them. Yeah, that's definitely one of them. And and also what it sounds like to me is when you just described that to like just be in the room while it's recording. Also, it, it, it kind of like threw me back to We Are The World with Michael mm-hmm. Jackson and all the mother niggas on that song. Like to just be a fly on the wall to, you know, experience the creative process that they were going through to create that song. So bro, when this when this album finally drops, GG. <laughs> GG for anybody else dropping that day, that month, you know, that quarter. GG. Good game. Cause I, I can't I, I can't I can't promise you that I'm I'm a I I'll I'll listen to it, but I'm Street. gonna revert back. Them streams is going down. Come tell you, right I will, now. I will listen to your project, but I'm I'm going back to like, Silk Sonic. Like leave the door open is like, and I I, I told uh, I, I I said it today. I was like, if somebody had to, if somebody said pick a song that describes you, like this is one of those songs. Like for me yeah. at least, because yeah. it's the it's the how do I write it? The perfect, um, the perfect mix of like player shit and like hopeless romantic, right? Yeah. Of that it's kind of that because like if you just honestly if you go through the lyrics that's kind of what it is mm-hmm. it's like you know bro talking that shit and then here come bruno you know baby come back basically like he you know what i'm saying he on his bruno mars shit bro. man man when the, right, I'm, I'm telling you when this album comes out i might even take a day you i might, might take to. a vacation day man got a bruno mars concert uh after that I'm up. for real. I'm for like, real. You really did. Because looking at it, it was like that that's one of those songs that um re it kind of reawakened some shit in you when you hear because I was I think when I first listened to it, um, it was like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there and I'm like, wait a minute, I got maybe I got maybe a minute into the song, I said, oh, no, 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 start this shit. <laughs> That's how you know if you got a hit, man. You can't make it to the end of the song. Like, and then I had I had the uh, I had the AirPods on, so I had yeah. the noise cancel. So it was kind of you know it was like yeah. studio. Anyway, I said, "Hold the fuck up!" I said, "No, start this shit back over." So I ran that shit back. Got about a minute in, ran that shit back in. I said, "Oh shit!" Well, I told you, 
you scared how much you're going to play this shit. And I was, like I said, I was at the gym and I listened to that song on repeat mm-hmm. for 50 minutes. Yeah. And I ain't getting tired of it. When, um, but, when my uh, end of the year wrap up or review comes for Apple Music, oh, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious this year because usually it's like Larry June, the currency or something like that. But right. I'm, I'm curious this year what's, what it's going to be when this comes out. Nah, it'll be number one. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm gonna be honest with you, because so I was listening to it, and immediately um, when Bruno came on, I said, "Okay, this is one and one." I ain't never in my life thought, "Damn, I gotta get that on vinyl." When this shit drops, I have to get this shit on vinyl. Yeah, yeah, definitely gonna get this one. And I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure with it being you know a joint project, there's gonna be like some sort of special edition. I don't know. I need really- a- yeah, I don't ever really spring for special editions because I mean it's gonna give you the same music unless it's somebody that you know I'm a, I'm a big fan of. This one is probably gonna have to be special edition. Well, I need that and the merch. And I, I feel I, like I said I wasn't doing it, but this I I had to wait for. It. I need. This one. I feel like I feel like if you do get the special edition, it might come with like you know a shot of Hennessy or something. <laughs> come come with the little bottle. So, but and uh, speaking since we talking about Bruno, I um I see you saying something about Charlemagne. I, he's growing, like I told you earlier, he's climbing that list of, and I don't hate many people, and I, so I probably won't say I hate him, but he's climbing up that list of people that I just can't fucking stand. Strong like, disdain. Strong disdain. Like I said, I feel like he's so. <laughs> people tell you. You know, it's never too late to start some shit. But when it comes to being in entertainment, it might be a age range because he's starting to turn into that grumpy old dude. You know, like he, yeah. anything young niggas is doing, he got something to say. Like Bro. he spent a whole lot more time uh, talking shit than just congratulating niggas. You can tell that he worked with Wendy Williams. You can tell yeah. that they that they that they worked together in some capacity yeah. because. You know, both of them, you know, end up being unhappy, and then they take their unhappiness out on everybody else. So, uh, Black uh, Judas and the Black Messiah came out. Charlemagne felt like he had to reignite his beef with Lakeith Stanfield. You know, I've whatever reason, you know, just being a hater at that point, essentially. And then, you know, now he was uh, doing an interview with Silk Sonic yesterday, and he, you know, addressed Bruno directly and said. People claim, like big ass air quotes here that I'm saying this. He said people claim that Bruno is appropriating black culture, you know, by capitalizing off his 24 karat magic and then, you know, coming out with this soul project here when people ain't never said that. Nah, and I mean, I so I believe I might have seen uh, well, I don't want to say that people were saying it, but I, I see, I've seen a few articles of people like kind of just, you know, putting it out there from whatever random corner of the world that somebody might have said that. But at the same time, um, it's not a, to me. It's not appropriation if you you know giving some type of acknowledgement. I mean, it's not yeah. like, um, and at the same time, like I can't. Not that people haven't said anything about it, but a lot of people have made the shit okay because nobody had shit to, like nobody complained about 
appropriation and all kind of other shit when Miley Cyrus was doing the rap thing. Like right. they were with open arms. Right. And I had to hear I had to hear this bullshit ass song on the radio for months and months and months, all because she was experimenting and the same thing, you know, with Post Malone, like when when people wanna come in, they do rap. White people wanna get in, they do rap and they do hip hop and, and they build up a fan base and oh, I'm tired of the shit. They put this shit down and they get the hell on. Right. Cause they, Post they, Malone, they wanna they wanna do what they wanna do at that point. Cause Post Malone ain't been hip hop since like seventeen. Since why he dropped him. Shit, not even that. When he dropped this, I give him a little bit of credit. But after he dropped Congratulations, he was done. Like, Yeah, I forgot about Congratulations. He dropped Congratulations. I knew that was it. Because, now he didn't do it so, so bad. Like some people, they do it and they leave. He was a little bit, it, it got progressively more pop in, in like techno and all that little rock and mm-hmm. shit. They, like he used to take all that shit together. But, um, it got there over time, but when you heard "Congratulations," it was just very different from, like you said, with White Iverson. It was like night and day. It was two different songs, mm-hmm. and Quavo do that shit anyway. So they didn't. I ain't think nothing of it at the time. But looking as he's going, you're like, all right, shit. And then you got, um, you know, was this goddamn goodbyes and shit with Young Thug? And you listen to that shit, you're like, all right, bro. Now I know you just you just like some light rock at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing yeah. rap about that shit. Yeah, no rap in your cap. Ain't no hip hop about that shit. Right. And you know, Thug, Thug like singing. He think he Chris Brown now, so he ain't gonna hesitate. <laughs> man, but it's a hot. Be, man. One of my it's one of my favorite post songs. So don't don't get mad if you a Posty fan. It's just I'm just speaking to what it is. I just <clears throat> I guess to circle back to Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. I just want to you know figure out if a we were having a gatekeeper gatekeeper conversation me and you if a you know Charlemagne considers himself a gatekeeper of the culture and of course B, he does he works up there with DJ Envy what's up that look just look at his attitude like he listen he thinks yeah he thinks he's a gatekeeper I'm answering that shit he <laughs> thinks he thinks he's a gatekeeper yeah, I don't. I don't remember you know ever casting my vote for Charlemagne to be a gatekeeper. I think the conversation is why does he feel like he's a gatekeeper when all he was was a sidekick in any situation? When has he ever led shit? And he'd right. be quick to tell you, oh, I got it. I'm a bestseller, nigga. Bestseller is just some shit that they say based on when your shit came out. Yeah, if you came out on Tuesday. And in the list starts over next Tuesday. You was a bestseller. You may have been a one week bestseller because no other books came out. Stop doing that shit. Yeah, gotta get like, it right, man. Like, listen, get I, it. I don't know. And I Two. would shit you. Yeah, I guess the the second part of that is you know what what where's the cutoff of you mm-hmm. know black culture? Is it just strictly black people? Or or what? Because Bruno, while he may not be black, he is of Spanish descent and he's Hawaiian, mm-hmm. right? Tina Marie and Bobby Caldwell both got passes. What you won't do I, for love, and we all know Tina Marie. I I love Tina Marie, by the way. Right. But right. I I think so. This will have to this this will have to be uh in the in the music episode too. Because mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, 
along with this one, but I guess it's more so um, just the access that you had to these people too, and the access that they got to you. They can, like, for me, I just feel like back in the day, them, them folks had to pick a lane, you know? Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't no hopping around. You didn't get them opportunities because of, I don't want to bring it back just straight to social media, but just nowadays, you can be whoever you want to be. Like we talked about posting the rest of these niggas. I can do some shit for right now and just test the waters. Wasn't no testing the waters back then. Nah. If you put some shit out and it flopped, that's the end. So if you got a black sound and that's what worked for you and people like it, they eating that shit up, keep going. Because Bruno, um, Bruno switched his style up like four or five times now. Like when he was making, when he was making songs with B.O.B., we thought Bruno was just a, like the little cookie cutter boy band dude with the mm-hmm. with the high pitched voice, and then he switched over again and started making other stuff. Then he started making little freaky music and, and whatever. Then he now he's back to his soulful shit. Like it's, but he able to experiment a little bit because you don't you don't necessarily got to pick a lane, especially when you ha- if you get a good fan base, you can be independent and whatever just throw you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Because he got a fan base to the point where if he never had a label again and he just was making retarded-ass videos on YouTube, they would eat that <laughs> shit up. Say, oh, Bruno's so legendary. Like, Because yeah. social media age, man, you can be who you want to be. Yeah. Because um, he, he's very different from, what was that, doo-wops and... Right. What was it? Doo-wops and hooligans. And then Unorthodox, Jukebox, and then, of course, 24 Karat Magic was the latest venture. But I, I really don't see him, you know, switching up from that sound. I don't say I don't say I foresee it because, you know, like you said in the past, he has switched sounds. But mm-hmm. I, I really think, like, you know, with that, he found, you know, what he's good at. And he's found what, you know, is going to get him the most support. Because I, people were, it, it don't, I, I'm not even going to say niggas. Everybody loved 24 Karat Magic. The song, everybody loved that song. Um, and then when you finally listen to the the album, Perm was it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Let me let me just pull up the track list here. He had 24 Karat Magic. He had Perm, Versace on the floor. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, so. Finesse with Cardi B. Yeah. I I just don't I don't I don't I don't see Bruno going back. He's not. Yeah. So he's he's found it, he's stuck to it, he's called out who inspired him and paid homage. And you can't ask for anything more. So only thing you can do now is acknowledge it and move on. That's all you can do. So man, whatever. It is what it is. That's as long as you alive, there's gonna be somebody with an issue. So somebody gonna hate. You gotta do what you gotta do. If they ain't talking shit, they don't care. Somebody gonna hate, right? But let's uh, since we care so much, since we love y'all so much, let's give a let's talk about this black businesses real fast. So I, I see you got um, family matters, family hustle on Instagram. What is yes. about? Yes, uh, Family Matters Family Hustle is a clothing brand uh, that I was actually just put on, uh, got hip to, but um, very well done clothing brand, uh, not just for the adults, but it's family sizing. So, you know, you got kids, you got your 
from kid sizes all the way on up to adult sizes. But the uh, the man behind the brand, you know, he'll tell you he'll, if you DM him, y'all can have you know conversations, just chop it up. He'll tell you what worked for him, what didn't work. And this is you know if you're in the business of you know starting your own brand, or if you you know just want to figure out and just pick his mind about why. You know, he's he's not one of them to where he thinks he's bigger than the next person. He'll sit down, go back and forth with you, you know, in conversation about, yeah, this is why, this is what worked, this is what didn't work. I noticed this didn't work when I tried this. So to give you his mistakes, just a real cool dude. Um, and then it doesn't, you know, hurt that the clothes are, are fire. So, you know, just check out the uh, the brand, Family Matters, Family Hustle. And that's on IG. I'll definitely do that. I'm uh, nah, I I'll link that below and I go check it out myself because I I'm you know trying to I'm trying to buy black for uh when I can. Obviously I, was, yeah. I, I like black, but try to if I, I if I'm gonna give twenty here, I try to give twenty to uh, a black business too. So Yeah. Um but I mean, you know, try to tamp it down a little bit. We usually give y'all a lot with the uh with the black businesses, but I don't wanna run out. I know it's plenty of y'all, but I don't want to. I don't want to saturate it so much that we, you know, end up losing out on um, on, on content we're giving y'all. So right. we probably do one a week. Second one is us. Yes, nigga, I'm gonna say it again. ExtraSeasoning.com is almost here. I have sent emails to all of our pre-launch subscribers. So uh, DJ, check your email too because I sent one to you just to test it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm learning a lot with this with this stuff too, man, because so I tried to send something out to y'all earlier. It probably went to y'all spam folder, so it's fine. But I just didn't know the rules with this with the spam filters and shit now. So I didn't figure it out. So y'all should y'all should have it because I got it. Um my other email accounts have it. So um yeah, if you are a pre-launch subscriber, uh that might be good for you. I can't say the word perks. I can't say the word discounts. I can't say free. Don't it's say a lot. That. A lot you can't do when you send emails. Is a lot you can't do, bro. I, 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 perks, different stuff like that. Mentioning that you may be able to to win something, like you can't do any of that because it's gonna get blocked. So, Wait, you can just, win something? You might be able to win something because we're gonna be running a, a IG giveaway, man. I got a, mm. I got a few people I know already on board. So um, the the rules will be pretty simple, you know. It ain't gonna it ain't gonna hurt. You can follow follow the uh, rules and into yourself. But at the same time, if you are a pre-launch, I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it again. Pre-launch subscriber. You know, if you're a pre-launch subscriber, this is the the main thing you can do to help yourself is just drop that email, man. We don't want nothing from y'all. Just the email. That's it. That's it. Just just send me the email. That's it. That's it. So, you know. With that, with, with that man in that Drake video and, and God's plan say, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, man. That's, we just want your email. We don't want nothing. We ain't going to sell your data. We, you know, we ain't going to do none of that. So, after y'all listen, um, hopefully you even made it this far. If you made it this far, good job. Uh, it's a little lengthy today, but it was a lot, it was a lot to unpack. It is what it is, man. They They love us enough to stay here. So I know. After you listen, sign up for the email so you can be notified when it opens. Um, it's a pretty nice email. It's not even that lengthy. So just you know, it's not. I'm looking at it right now. 
right just just check us out and uh also um share share it with your friend might help you might help you out in the long run who knows <laughs> right but it's uh oh like you said it was a little lengthy i'm looking at the time but it's okay man it's good conversation wide open you know yeah. Yeah. the uh the youtube is also up uh so y'all oh, check like if you had the emails you guys would know this so drop your email so you can get these updates about the show. The YouTube is up. Just search Extra Seasoning on uh, YouTube and uh, you, you'll you see us. I, I did a lot of uh, SEO um, looking around. So we out there, man. It's, 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 it's up. Go it's up subscribe. And... Go ahead and subscribe. <sighs> this was episode 10. Good, good episode 10. It's like you said, it's a milestone. It's episode 10 of the Extra Seasoning podcast. Good Once God again, Almighty. good God Almighty, no disrespect. But uh, we appreciate y'all for listening. We'll be back with y'all again next week. Giuseppe, Giuseppe, went from the hoop to the Chevy, went from the Chevy to Lamb. Now this was call me the man. Went from no hope to broke joke to million dollar man. Now this was call me the man. Now this was call me the man. Giuseppe, Giuseppe. Went from the hoop to the Chevy Went from the Chevy to Lamb Now these hoes call me the man Went from no hope to broke joke To million dollar man Now these hoes call me the man Now these hoes call me the man